the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Mm. Already with the mm? <laughs> uh-huh. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. Welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro. Sean Azaro, Merry Christmas to you. you you've got some new gear. Uh, I've I, never seen you. That's that's true. I don't often wear a hat, but today I'm wearing my Christmas Stetson. Nice. Well, the, and just call me Big Tex. <laughs> I'm Big Tex. Uh, no, it was raining today. It was cold and rainy, and yeah. uh, man, nothing like a, a good Stetson to keep the rain off of you. Very, very sharp. Did it come in a nice little box, the nice oh, little yes. case for it? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. All is, those things. Is it signed by George Strait? No. <laughs> no, those cost money. No, I just bought a regular hat. <laughs> no, no, that's real, real nice. Do you know where you got it? Is that a Paris hat or? Uh, no, no, no. It's, uh, and it's not one of the super expensive ones. It's, it, I got it at the, the, the little hat shop. What's the little hat shop in, uh, in Green, in Green, Texas? Oh. The little, right on the main strip there. Right. There's a little hat shop. They got some cool little hats, and I got. It's the first Stetson I've owned. I've owned a couple different hats, but uh, it's, man, feels great. And when, when it's raining, it's the things like it, you're wearing an umbrella. What was the experience? Like they measured your head type of thing? And. Uh, I know my size. You're big. <laughs> why, why are you going to say that? Why are you going to make fun of my, my appearance? <laughs> I do have a huge cranium, huge <laughs> noggin. Heat, paper, no. <laughs> uh, Pastor, you're in the middle of this uh, series here, starting off the new year, called Gospel People. You're sharing the gospel. It's all about Jesus, oh, yeah. I understand. Yeah, and we're walking. It is all about Jesus. And we're walking through the book of Colossians. And the whole theme of Colossians is the preeminence of Christ. Uh-huh. It's a church that is under assault from false teaching false ideas from the culture. And I, that's why I think it's so relevant for us because we are there's so much pressing in from our culture and so many people in the church are just kind of embracing it. They want to go along to get along. And Paul kind of says, whoa, time out. And the way he addresses it, he begins the addressing of false teaching by up, holding up Jesus. Because see, that's the thing. In the history of the church where the church has gotten off track, it's when they've forgotten about Jesus. Mm. You look, want to find a church today that is off track and they're doing bizarre things and go, what's going on? Go, go take a look and you'll find, oh, they're not centering on Jesus. They're mm-hmm. centering on other things. And wait, because when you center on Jesus Christ, who he is, his mission, his presence, that is the main thing. That's a great little test, if you will. If I'm going to go check out a new church or for the first time, what is on, what should be on my checklist when I'm looking for a church? When you're looking for a church, um, River City One. Community Church. <laughs> Does it Done. say River City Community Church on the sign? <laughs> no. Um, is it Christ-centered? Mm-hmm. And you know how you're going to know that? Uh, do they teach the Word of God? And do they? Is it central on the gospel in Jesus Christ? Is the worship team a performance, or are they actually ah. leading us into worship by example? In other words, they're passionate worshipers. They're, you can just see they're not so worried about what the crowd is thinking. They're focusing on worshiping Jesus and leading us by example. And then you got to get to know some people and hang around a little bit because I want to make sure what's happening on the platform is what's happening in 
the context of relationships mm-hmm. and life. And so I'm just going to, what's the, what are the people like? What's the fellowship like? I'm not looking for a perfect church because, you know, if you're looking for a perfect church yeah. out there and you go there, just know the minute you get there, you'll ruin it, right? <laughs> no <laughs> such thing as a perfect church because there's no perfect people. Yeah. And so just looking for authentic. I want Jesus-centered, biblical, strong, sound biblical church. Um, I want, uh, and I want it to be authentic. Mm. And then, then, then you go down the line of, well, how are the student ministries? How are the, what are the type of things that I have to help me grow and be discipled? Uh, but man, is it Jesus centered? Is it word centered? Uh, is it authentic? And that's, that's kind of where I start. Well, and then I'll start again at the beginning there too. And that's why the real life is a theme of River City Community yeah. Church, right? No, it's real. It's true. And one of the greatest compliments someone can give to us is that, oh yeah, what you see on Sundays and what, whether that's Sean or the team or other people, uh, that's just how it is. That mm-hmm. it, what you see is what you get because it's authentic. And that's, that's one of the things we pray, pray for and we really strive to see. Awesome. Hey, like we do often on this show, we like to talk about some current events and just have some fun. And so before we kind of get into the deep stuff here, Pastor Sean, and since both of our teams are out of the picture, Mm. Super Bowl prediction. Ooh, Joe Burrow and Cincinnati, man, they're for real. Yeah, they are for real. So all I know is we got two great games in uh, the conference playoffs, right. and then the Super Bowl is going to be great. All right. Is that what we came to talk about, though, Baron? No, no. come on. No, let's, we always talk let's about, get going. We always talk about current events and all that good stuff like that. And so, boy, a lot of stuff's going on. Pastor Sean, you, where do you want to start? Yeah, I want to talk about something that I, I read about and has been kind of talked about, and it's, it's this story about an NHL player, National Hockey League, player refuses to wear pride night jersey during warm-ups citing religious beliefs okay the philadelphia flyers had pride night and their defenseman ivan provorov refused to wear rainbow jersey during warm-ups for the team's pride night for lgbtq inclusion on tuesday citing his religious beliefs Mm -hmm. here's his statement he said i respect everybody i respect everybody's choice my choice is stay true to myself and my religion He said this while taking questions from reporters in the locker room after their 5-2 victory over the Anaheim Ducks. And then he said, that's all I'm going to say. Reporters tried to get him to say more. He says, no, ask, got hockey questions? I'll answer hockey questions. Well, then someone asked, what is your religion? Russian Orthodox, which is the Eastern branch, Mm -hmm. right? The Eastern part, when the Catholic Church divided, the Eastern, Ah. the Orthodox Church, and then there was the Western, which is the Roman Catholic, okay? And so this is a view that has obviously been held by billions of Christians for the last 2,000 years. You know, reporters were all over him, people on Twitter, news media. Uh, One reporter in Philadelphia, Marcus Hayes, he's from the Philadelphia Inquirer. He made comments, uh, he just blasted him in the Philadelphia Inquirer, and he said, said, let's not complicate the issue. Provorov refused to warm up Tuesday night against Anaheim because he does not support the right of LGBTQ plus people to even exist. Really? <laughs> Wait, what, what from his statement? Yeah. <laughs> what from his statement drew that? He cites his devotion to Russian Orthodox Church. In his eyes, their life is a sin. Okay, when did he did say, he say that? that? Yeah. No, he didn't say that. And so <laughs> it's one of these things where, and that's the kind of statements that came out. One uh, NHL commentator uh, made the statement that if he doesn't like it, he can go home. He can go back to Russia. You know, they're fighting a war over there. And it's like, okay, really? Yeah. 
Okay, that that's that's not xenophobic, is it? Exactly. You know, if you, you said go. if you said if you said that about if this was a basketball player who had come from oh. somewhere in Africa, yeah. would you say that? Yeah. You know, and so it's just like these people unloaded on him. Twitter, of course, and you know, yeah. Twitter is Twitter. Uh-huh. Okay, if you want to see every ridiculous take in the world, just you know, go to Twitter. <laughs> But, I, you know, I, I, this is the kind of thing that I think sometimes a whole lot of Christians are terrified of. And it's like, man, what if someone asks me? And I don't want all this wrath. Mm-hmm. First question that we, I think, got to deal with is why is a hockey team having pride night where yeah. people are celebrating sexual choices? Like, they're getting on a heterosexual hockey player mm-hmm. because he doesn't... Have pride in the sexual behaviors of other people. Yeah. How do I know about the sexual behaviors of the people? Am I like, you know, right. on my way to the refrigerator in their house? <laughs> like, whoa, sorry, you hey. guys, I did. Whoa, whoa, I didn't. You know, <laughs> you can't say faster. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just like, you know, how, how am I supposed to know? Yeah, That's the point. Right. The whole, the I need whole to point see your is card. I need, are you a card carrying? Yeah, exactly. Matt Walsh had an interesting take on this. He says at first it was tolerate. We want you to tolerate, mm-hmm. and then we want you to celebrate. We want you to cheer it. We want you to, you know. And now we want you to participate. Mm-hmm. If you won't put on the jersey, this is a this is a person wow. who, because of Christian convictions, where the Bible is clear, the Bible has taught that sexuality, from a biblical perspective, God's design. We are made with complementary parts, biology, um, history. It's, it's sexuality is designed to be between a man and a woman in the loving, committed relationship called marriage. That's God's word. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you can say, if you want to sit and say, I think God's word and all Christians it forever have been hateful bigots. Okay, well, great. Then say that. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to one person who's simply adhering to their faith and to what their sacred scripture says. Don't sit there and say, well, you're a hater. I mean, some of the things that people have said about this guy. Yeah. And it's like, does this guy know that billions of Christians around the world hold this view? Mm-hmm. And I wanted us to talk about it because it's, a, it's an issue that people are confronted, confronted with all the time. And it's like, I think Christians are unsure how to respond sometimes. And mm. I think this hockey player... I think he has shown us a, a, just a great example of how to respond to this stuff. Mm. He simply said no. Do you know what happened, by the way, uh, after the game when they sold those jerseys? They sold out of his. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. I've heard his jerseys. You can't get his jerseys because yeah. so many people supported his stand. Mm-hmm. So many people supported his I think I think a lot of people are just so tired of this, but yet they're, they're afraid, afraid, to, yeah. afraid to do what he did. I think, honestly... You be loving and respectful. I think he was respectful. I think you'd be kind. But we just have to start saying no. Really, say, say, say no. If someone asks you, you know, if someone asks you to use their pronouns, <laughs> you know, to use, to, if, if, a, if a man asks me to call him a woman, a woman asks me to call her a man, I'm going to say no. Now, if you want, if you want, your name is your name. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to change the English language. I'm not going to change the things that, that are just true. Right. Because you want me to reorient my whole life because of feelings, mm. you know, and I, I, I have I have great compassion on people who have different sexual desires or different ways of looking at their their feelings and their approaches. I, I really do because this is difficult stuff, and we need to be people who have compassion. 
But we also need to be people who aren't going to say, well, down is up and up is down. Yeah. There needs to be that point where we will just say, hey, I respect you, but no, I'm not wearing the rainbow colors. Because here's the thing, Baron. The bottom line is when you start equating, this whole thing is rooted in this idea that someone's sexual attraction is equal to skin color. That, that's really what, that's how this whole thing has evolved. Mm-hmm. If you don't say that this particular sexual attraction, no, it's an orientation. Yeah, see, that's the, uh, uh, actually, that, that's something that, again, I, I'm saying no. Mm-hmm. A sexual attraction, because it's what it is. And there's all kinds of people who have sexual attractions that aren't healthy, they aren't biblical, and yet, we have the ability to say no to our sexual attractions because it's a choice. It's a decision. You know, I, I, the, the attraction, you might say, well, my, I, did, I didn't choose this attraction. Well, I, hey, that may be true, and I'll, I, I understand that. But you can say no to it. Mm. The married man who finds himself attracted to another woman, he, you know, that he, did he choose to have that attraction? No, it's just a thing. He's, he's attracted to another woman. Mm. Does that mean he has to go and cheat on his wife and have mm. sex with her? No. He can say no. And in the same way, a person who has same-sex attractions has the ability to say no. That's why this idea of treating that as though it's akin to race, and if you don't embrace that as the completely normal, right, righteous way to live, then you're a bigot. It's like, I think we need to respectfully, but we need to firmly just say no Mm. and stop going along. Stop going along because here's the deal. This what what struck me about this story is it's not about he didn't go out and say anything bad about a gay person he didn't go out and do anything bad to a gay person he didn't have anything to say about any gay person but when asked to wear I want you to wear this jersey that celebrates the gay lifestyle which he believes according to his faith is a sinful lifestyle and it hurts the people who are involved he said no mm-hmm. and I think it's a great example for us. And it's a great conversation to have on, on an, just to have the conversation is where the healing starts, I guess, between the two. And also, what do you, what do you, here's a question, Baron. What do you, what do you think Jesus would do if Jesus, here's your, here's your rainbow Jersey, Jesus, you know, what do you see Jesus do to people who you see Jesus going along? Well, okay. The way Jesus dealt with sin, he dealt with compassion. He dealt with love, but he didn't compromise. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, he very simply, I believe would say no. And I just think we need to stop being confused on this, and we need to we need to just say no. It's interesting, though. Again, to my point about having the conversation, and then how, again, from the Christian's perspective and hearing it all out, it kind of reminds me of of how for many years, uh, as soon as the NBA champion won the, the David Robinson, Avery Johnson, I want to thank my personal Lord and Savior. You know, and that come out. <laughs> right. they, they, there's many examples of oh, we lost connection as soon as they dropped the Jesus yeah. bomb. The conversation's right. over. And now with our, our NFL player who had the heart attack on the field right. and then people are on their knees and they're praying and that ESPN reporter prays in Jesus name on yep. ESPN. Like, yep. Yeah, it, 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 it is Baron, but it also shows you how inconsistent and how nonsensical we are in our thinking, you know, and I, I understand if, you know, sometimes it can be cringeworthy if a player goes off and he's, he, you know, tell us about that play where such and such. Well, I just want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ Here who gave his go. life for me. You know, okay, trying to cram a sermon in yeah. can be a little bit, okay, it's cringy and I get it. And I, I, you know, I, I've seen some people who are very just natural about sharing part of who they are and that faith part of them and others who they're trying, 
And I'm not going to yeah. sit in judgment on them. They're, they're trying, but I, I get it. All right. So now, again, as we as this whole podcast, this whole program uh, is about real life. Yeah. And from a Christian perspective there, Pastor Sean, I, I don't I think every Christian in their life knows someone in their family or in their right. neighborhood, you know, or you know, from their next door neighbor to even somebody at church who has this attraction. Talk, right. Can you talk to me about, again, from my shoes, yeah. dealing with my brother, my sister, my kid, my whatever that right. looks like? Right, right, right. Well, first of all, understand this is now a completely different conversation. Well, okay. Okay. Part two. Because the first part is someone is trying to force you Mm -hmm. to say something that is sinful is good. Okay. And you need to say no. Mm -hmm. You need to refuse. Okay. That's, and that's what's happening. And that's what we need to be prepared for. And we need to understand. So that's one part of the conversation. Now, this is a completely different understanding because when I say, okay, now there's someone in my life who is, says they're gay, someone who has same-sex attraction, someone who is uh, transgender, or whatever the case is. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend, but I'm absolutely going to love. Yes. I'm absolutely going to care for. And it's hard. It's hard when, when people have been conditioned to really misrepresent about you to say about you oh wait a minute you hold these christian views well you hate me okay that's a very dishonest perspective it's like you know we things like logic reason and truth have just gone out the window right and again in a world where a, a woman can just say i don't feel great i'm a man I don't feel good. I, I'm a man, and you need to call me a man. You need to treat me like a man. Or a man can say, I, don't, I feel weird inside, so I am a woman. And now, not only that, you must have me in your women's sports. You must have me in women's locker rooms. And it's like we've lost our minds. Mm. Because honestly, well, I, if, I'm, if I'm attracted to, you know, if I feel weird, in a, I, I, oh, I'm a horse. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a cat. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just like, no, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. And see, that, that's the point. Reality exists. Truth exists. But because of this logic, reason, and truth have just gone out the window. It, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like we're in, in just an absolute upside down world. And so trying to cut through that and now deal with a real person. Mm-hmm. See, there's the issues. And then there's dealing with a real person. And one, I think we always need to deal with the person, mm. right? That is a person, that cousin, that uncle, that nephew, that, that niece, whoever it is, that's a person who God loves dearly mm-hmm. and who is struggling, and I dare say is a victim of this culture's obsession with saying whatever I feel must be right. Whatever I feel must my be right. My truth, right? Yeah, it's my truth. It doesn't matter how illogical it is. I mean, we know we know sexual attractions can change. We know pornography. We, we know anybody who's ever counseled someone who's addicted to pornography knows what, a person can start at one level, but as they go, they go to more deep, more difficult, and people end up in, they can end up in violent things and all kinds of things that now are sexually, it's a sexual thing. It's like, well, wait a minute. It was this, now this. We know that often people who go into prison Maybe become same-sex attracted for the time they're in prison, then they get out, and they're not anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like we understand this, and yet, you know, it's like you can't deal with reality in that. So that's why I think sometimes 
you have to clear all that away and just know this is a person who has bought into a lie. Mm. And just because they bought into a lie doesn't mean I don't love them. Doesn't mean I don't want to just continue to be their friend, Mm. continue to be there to support them, be there to encourage them. And I really think that's a challenge because they have been, I want to use the word taught, but it's not right. It's almost been, they have been indoctrinated. Mm. You don't agree with me? You're a hater. And of course, when you say it like that, it sounds ridiculous. But yet, that's the deal. That's what this Philadelphia Inquirer writer was saying. You don't agree, so you're a hater. You refuse to wear and celebrate gay pride. That means you don't acknowledge their right to exist. What? What? Exactly. I just don't want to wear the jersey. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to sit there and have the rainbow flag draped around me. I'm not going to do that. But I'm not even saying, I'm not even talking about what they're doing. I didn't sit here and quit the team. I didn't go and criticize the team. I'm just saying, I'm not going to do that because of my faith. Stop and think of how un- insane this is. Yeah. This is a person's personal choice. It's a faith choice. And it is the faith choice of the majority of people in the world, or at least the largest religion in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's been billions of people for centuries, thousands of years, have held this position. But because you said, now, I feel this way, therefore I am, you now want them to conform. You want them to agree with you, or they're a hater. That is a disingenuous position. And don't take the bait there either, okay? In other words, when someone says, you must put your pronouns in your address bar, or you're going to be fired, okay, I'll go work somewhere else. It's wow. that simple. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Good. You know, I, I am not going to play this, this game. But I'm also not going to play the game of, okay, you hate me because you disagree with me. I, no, I'm, not gonna, I'm, going to, I'm going to press in. I'm going to continue to love that person. I'm going to care for them. Um, I'm going to support them in every way that I can. Love your neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> love your neighbor. Love, yeah. yeah. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. But, uh, you know, I, I understand. I mean, we all have people in our life who mm-hmm. maybe have same-sex attraction or some other issue that is, is different than ours. That's why I'm saying, you, if, if you're listening to this and you have, you have same-sex attraction and maybe you're happy about it and it's great or maybe you're not, maybe you wish you didn't, you just need to know every single person on the planet has things like that. It's made, not the same thing. Okay, Pastor Sean, sitting here talking to you right now, I have desires and things that I wish I didn't have, Mm. that I have had to say, Jesus, I need your strength and your power to walk in the power of your word. See, that's the thing. He doesn't just say, don't. He doesn't just say, okay, you you can't do this. You know, let me know how it's going. And if if you really don't get it, I'm going to come crack you in the head. You know, (laughs) that's not him. Right. He says, no, no, I'm going to come. I'm going to forgive you your sin. I'm going to fill you with my spirit, and I'm going to empower you to live differently. And that's the Christian life. It is not just about, okay, you better do what I say or else. Right. But I want to fill you with my spirit. I want to empower you to, to walk in freedom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then when, if we stumble, um, we repent, we turn back to him, and he is gracious, he forgives, and we move on. That's the gospel. The gospel is I'm not saved because I'm righteous. Okay? I'm saved because he's righteous and I've trusted in him. That's I've right. depended on him with my life. 
And I, I just know, maybe, maybe you're listening to this and you're in a situation where you're in that heartbreaking situation of, man, I know this and I believe what the scripture says, but someone I love wants me to accept it. Uh, it I just want to say, just because everybody around you says it's okay, love them, love them. You, and, and you don't have to accept the sin. You don't, because man, we know God hates sin because it kills people he loves. It's destructive to the people who are caught up. My sin is destructive to me. That's why I, Jesus saved me. That's why I want to be forgiven and set free and filled with his spirit. Well, the same for my loved ones. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to sit and say, oh, sin is good because it's not true. And, you know, I feel like sin is hurtful. And for me to say it's good would be hurtful to the people that I love. And so, but I can love them. I can, I can care for them. And I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to agree with them. And the problem is, many of them have been. They've been indoctrinated to say, "Well, if you don't accept, you know, my position on this, then I'm going to cut off relationship with you." And that's that's the hard reality. Yeah, Pastor John, I think that person that you said, if you're this and you're listening to this right now, that person is listening right now, mm. and they. And so, thank you for sharing the hope. And the love that uh, I think that Christ uh, wants us to to reflect to reflect Him, of course. Yeah. Uh, and so, with that, Sean, would you pray for that one person yeah. right now? Yeah, Lord, I thank you for your love. I thank you, Jesus, that you didn't sit and criticize sinners. You came and you walked among us. You, the Scripture says, you are actually tempted in every way that we are. Wow, Lord, and I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And. You loved us so much, you gave your life to pay the penalty. The scripture says the wages of sin is death. That's true. Sin, sin kills everything it touches, and even to the point of eternal separation from you. And you took my sin. You took our sin on you so that we could be forgiven. All who will turn to you, all who repent and put their trust in you, Lord, you made it possible for us to be forgiven justice satisfied in you and mercy and grace extended to us and i thank you for that i thank you for that forgiveness and lord i just pray for anyone who's listening i just pray that they would know that lord um you love them you love them and you don't condemn them as you actually said in john chapter 3 the son of man didn't come to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved and i thank you for that and so i just pray that we would trust you enough to follow doesn't mean be perfect mean everything is easy it just means that we're not alone and we are empowered by you so i just pray that and i thank you for this time and uh just help us to be able to navigate these waters by trusting in you jesus name amen three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.